Let us be attentive. The Lord will give strength to his people. Bring to the Lord, O sons of God. Bring to the Lord honor and glory. Wisdom. The reading is from St. Paul's letter to the Hebrews. Let us be attentive. Brethren, when God made a promise to Abraham, since he had no one greater by whom to swear, he swore to himself, saying, Surely I will bless you and multiply you. And thus Abraham, having patiently endured, obtained the promise. Men indeed swear by a greater than themselves, and in all their disputes an oath is final for confirmation. So when God desired to show more convincingly to the heirs of the promise the unchangeable character of his purpose, he interposed with an oath so that through two unchangeable things in which it is impossible that God could prove false, we who have fled for refuge might have strong encouragement to seize the hope set before us. We have this as a sure and steadfast anchor of the soul, a hope that enters into the inner shrine behind the curtain, where Jesus has gone as a forerunner on our behalf, having become a high priest forever after the order of Melchizedek. Peace be with you, the reader. Arise, let us hear the Holy Gospel. Peace be with all. And with your spirit. The reading is from the Holy Gospel according to Mark. Let us be attentive. Glory to you. At that time, a man came to Jesus kneeling and saying, Teacher, I brought my son to you, for he has a dumb spirit, and wherever it seizes him, it dashes him down, and he foams and grinds his teeth and becomes rigid. And I asked your disciples to cast it out, and they were not able. And he answered them, O faithless generation, how long am I to be with you? How long am I to bear with you? Bring him to me. And they brought the boy to him. And when the spirit saw him, immediately it convulsed the boy. And he fell on the ground and rolled about, foaming at the mouth. And Jesus asked his father, How long has he had this? And he said, from childhood, and it has often cast him into the fire and into the water to destroy him. But if you can do anything, have pity on us and help us. 
And Jesus said to him, If you can, all things are possible to him who believes. Immediately the father of the child cried out and said, I believe, help my unbelief. And when Jesus saw that a crowd came running together, he rebuked the unclean spirit, saying to it, You dumb and deaf spirit, I command you, come out of him and never enter him again. And after crying out and convulsing him terribly, it came out and the boy was like a corpse, so that most of them said, He is dead. But Jesus took him by the hand and lifted him up, and he arose. And when he had entered the house, his disciples asked him privately, Why could we not cast it out? And he said to them, This kind cannot be driven out by anything but prayer and fasting. They went on from there and passed through Galilee, and he would not have anyone know it, for he was teaching his disciples, saying to them, The Son of Man will be delivered into the hands of men, and they will kill him. And when he is killed, after three days he will rise. Peace be to you who proclaim the gospel. Good morning. Imagine in your mind, imagine in your mind your favorite superhero. Okay, superhero. When we think of superheroes from comic books or movies, many of these characters have some kind of tool some kind of tool or piece of clothing that he or she has. And these things are really a part of their identity. Think about this. Captain America, for example, always seen with that red and white and blue shield, which he uses not only to deflect enemy attacks, but also to throw at his enemies. And we all know Wonder Woman, she has bracelets, also used to deflect enemy attacks. She has a tiara, like a little crown, also used to throw at enemies. Wonder Woman also has the magical lasso of truth used to immobilize enemies and, with its magic, make enemies speak the truth, revealing enemy plans or the whereabouts of stolen money and the like. These superheroes, Captain America and Wonder Woman, 
We're given tools to fight evil. Biblical scholars tell us a central theme of the Gospel of Mark is Christ coming to defeat the powers of evil. We are reading from the Gospel of Mark throughout Lent as we learn about Christ becoming man to loose the devil's tyrannical chokehold on humanity. Specifically in today's gospel lesson, we read about a boy possessed by an unclean spirit. The boy suffered immensely from it. When the disciples tried to heal the boy, they were unsuccessful. They were unable to cast out the unclean spirit. Although they tried, they were unsuccessful in their attempt to defeat evil. In reaction to the disciples' failure, Christ laments, O oh, faithless generation, how long am I to be with you? How long am I to bear with you? Bring him to me. Jesus immediately casts out the unclean spirit, and the boy is cured. When the disciples asked him why they were unable to defeat this evil, Jesus told them, this kind cannot be driven out by anything but by prayer and fasting. Prayer and fasting. The disciples did not use the tools that they were given to them to fight evil. Don't we make the same mistake? Don't we often have the same failure? We don't use the tools we have been given to fight evil, prayer and fasting. Sometimes our approach to prayer and fasting is too lackadaisical, not challenging ourselves in the areas of prayer and fasting. For the sake of not being too extreme or trying something too hard or not overdoing it, we end up not trying at all. We come up with excuses. I'm traveling. I'm on spring break. I'm on a business lunch. I'm hungry. I'll start tomorrow. We make too many exceptions. We, we do not challenge ourselves to grow in the faith. Using these tools of prayer and fasting, these beautiful tools that have been given to us by God to fight evil. But perhaps even worse, what about using these tools, prayer and fasting, for show? St. John, the author of The Ladder of the Divine Ascent, whose memory we celebrate today, had a stern warning about showy prayer and showy fasting when he wrote, watch yourself in the presence of the brethren and never try to appear more correct than they are in any circumstance whatsoever. For if you do, you will create a double ill. You will sting them with your false and hypocritical zeal, and you will give yourself a motive for presumption. Captain America didn't carry his red, white, and blue shield just to look patriotic. Wonder Woman didn't wear her tiara, bracelets, and lasso of truth to make a fashion statement. 
If we pray and fast for show, that's essentially what we're doing. And we will not be able to defeat evil. We neglect to follow the directions of how to use these God-given tools to defeat evil. But thankfully, Christ steps in to help. Christ was patient with his disciples, despite the disciples' shortcomings. Christ healed the boy, despite the disciples' shortcomings. Christ gave the disciples the tools to defeat evil, the tools of prayer and fasting. Christ taught his disciples how to use these tools despite the disciples' shortcomings. They learned how to use the tools of prayer and fasting correctly. They used these tools to defeat the evil around them. We are given the same, these same tools, the tools of prayer and fasting, to fight evil today. We have the same tools, and we can use them the right way. Like the disciples, we too are learning how to better use these tools of prayer and fasting during Lent. Lent is our superhero boot camp to learn how to better use these tools of prayer and fasting to defeat evil. Like the disciples, God wants to teach us how to use the tools of prayer and fasting to defeat evil. God wants each of us to be heroes of the faith, too. So what can we do during this superhero training? We can take a thoughtful and prayerful examination of what we are currently doing. Are we fasting? Are we fasting in the right way? For those who are in good health, are we fasting in a way that challenges us in a reasonable way? Is our fasting producing better self-control, humility, deeper dependence on God, and compassion for the less fortunate? Are we keeping our focus on the goal of fighting evil with this God-given tool of fasting? And the tool of prayer. We can ask ourselves the following. Are we praying attentively? Are we saying our prayers just mechanically? Are we keeping in mind that we're talking to God himself when we pray? Are, are we remembering the great privilege to be able to talk to the King of Kings and Lord of Lords? Are we careful to mean what we pray? Are we praying for God's will to be done in our lives? Are we keeping our focus on the goal of prayer, of fighting evil, when using this God-given tool? We have these tools of fasting and prayer to conquer evil, but we must use them in the right way. Let us ask God to show us how to use them. Let us use them not for looks, but humbly in an effort to serve God. God can make us heroes of the faith, too, when we humbly and diligently use these tools that have been given to us. 
it's never too late to start. Let us ask our Lord to train us how to use these weapons against evil. Amen.